Hi, this is the Cancer Liberation Project podcast. If you've been touched by cancer and have some fear around remaining healthy, you are in the right place. As a 20-year-plus cancer survivor, Haley knows how unsettling it can be to not only hear the words, you have cancer, but also the uncertainty and fear that comes when you have been declared cancer-free. The Cancer Liberation Project was born out of Haley's desire to make cancer less scary for people, to give people hope that they can not only heal from cancer, but live their best, most vibrant life after cancer. Get ready to be inspired with your host, Haley Dubin. Hi, and welcome to the Cancer Liberation Project. Today, I sit down with Barbara Majeski. Barbara is the CEO and founder of the More Life Collective. This personal development movement focuses on empowering driven individuals to improve their health, wealth, and happiness through signature resets, challenges, and retreats. The community offers exclusive access to industry leaders and a library of signature resets to inspire, educate, and empower members to achieve their goals and transform their lives. As a TV personality, Barbara loves sharing her tips and tricks and has frequently appeared on the Today Show, Good Day New York, New York Live, and The Nick Cannon Show. In 2015, Barbara faced a difficult divorce and was diagnosed with stage three cancer. During treatment, she vowed that if she beat cancer and got another shot at life, she would live bigger, better, and bolder with true purpose, meaning, and intent. Today, the three words that best describe Barbara are purpose, style, and adventure. I look forward to sharing my conversation with Barbara, but before I do, just a couple of things to mention. First, a reminder to head over to my website at revivewellness.com to get your free seven top tips to keep cancer away and feel confident in your body again. That's R-E-V-I-V-E wellness.com. And second, I want to take a moment to thank the Carl Felt Center, who makes the show possible. Hi, Barbara. Welcome to the Cancer Liberation Project. I have just been so looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. I, you know, you and I have both walked this walk. Like we have something that, you know, to help others. So I'm looking forward to this conversation today. Yes, there's no doubt. And, you know, I first heard you speak on Clubhouse and thought, wow, this woman is such a positive force. You have so much confidence and, and you're such a go-getter. And I was curious, was that something you always had as a child or did it happen later? <laughs> you know, I think we're, I say this all the time and it is a quote from, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting who said it, but it was, it's not an original Barbara Majeski quote. I'm a work in progress and a masterpiece simultaneously. And when, so I struggle with self-esteem, self-doubt, uh, discouragement, all the, all the D's, all the bad things, um, that I have figured out a way to, to really navigate it and overcome it. And it's, it's been a process. So I would say I'm, I'm always working on it and always very conscientious that I'm, am I choosing 
you know, choosing to worry about the way other people perceive me? Am I being, you know, fearful or am I just living, living my vow of living out loud? You know, it's, but it is, it's, it's, you know, the perception is interesting because I'm always like, really, you think I'm confident? I'm like always battling the demons of self-doubt, just like everybody else. That's so great because it's true. I mean, we all, we grow up, you know, with limiting beliefs. And when you put yourself out there like that, it's so inspiring. And I know women will just love to hear your story. So I would love you to start, you know, tell me a little bit about your background and yeah, I will say this Haley. So my television career, so I do lifestyle and entertainment on a bunch of different programs, but I didn't launch that career until my forties and I didn't launch it until I, until I survived cancer. So I got, I was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2015, went through surgery, chemo 2016. And what I realized and what surgery showed me, because you really do, when you get a diagnosis of cancer, you are face to face with your own mortality. It is a bucket of ice thrown over your head of like, wait, wait, wait. Like, and I had a very positive mental out. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to beat this. But somewhere around like the eighth or ninth infusion, so out of 12, I was like, oh no, I, I, oh my God. I'm like, I, I don't have this. I don't have this at all. And I really took stock of you know, my life. I'm like, if I don't survive this, how are my kids going to remember me? And, um, you know, what, what are all the things that they would talk about after I, you know, so, you know, after I was gone and there were so many things I was super proud of. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But then Haley, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This Grim Reaper needs to pump their brakes because I am not I'm not done. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't do the things that I wanted to do. And I really reflected. I'm like, if I get another shot, I will never play small again. I'll never let those voices of fear, self-doubt. And especially I will never be burdened with the weight of other people's opinions, which is really just a perception because most of us don't know what other people are thinking. We just assume what we, and we assume their judgment. And I made a vow, I would never worry about what other people thought about me ever again, because I realized I'd left so much on the table that I never, that I wanted to do, but I did absolutely nothing to pursue it. I just talked myself out of it. And television was one of them. And in 2006, I wrote down, I want to be on the Today Show because I'd read The Secret and Law of Attraction. And I thought it was a bunch of hokey mokey, malarkey, schmarkey. But I was like, all right, well, they told me to write down, you know, what I want. I was like, I want to be an on-air television contributor like Jill Martin on the Today Show. And I'm visualizing myself. Haley, I'm like, I'm visualizing myself on the plaza, laughing, talking with people. Like I am there in my dreamscape. Like I'm almost like as close to being physically there as you can be in your mind. And uh, so I go to write it down of like, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to be an on-air television person. I like Jill Martin on the Today Show. And before the ink could dry, those voices, I'm not tall enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm overqualified. Who do I think I am? Who do I think I am? What are other people going to think? How do la, la, la. they literally, the ink was not even dry on the paper and I had shut it down. That was my dream. My dream was to be a television personality and my own internal dialogue 
shut it down. And after, you know, while I was going through treatments, I was like, I will never do that again. I would rather fail in the pursuit and living my authentic self, living out loud than ever fail to pursue anything ever again. And that's where you meet me today is just, I am a reckless pursuiter of the good life. I just absolutely love that. And I could so relate because when I went through my cancer diagnosis, I had ovarian cancer at at age 29. I just really took a good hard look in my life and and said, I know I need to make changes and and just live with integrity to my true authentic self. And and that's what I see you doing. And I absolutely love it. And I just want to go back to your diagnosis. Uh, Were you having symptoms? Let's just hear a little bit about what was going on for you. Yeah. You know, I'm like a lot of moms out there. We kind of dismiss, you know, I'm just tired. I'm overwhelmed. I was the mother of three. My marriage was, had hit the skids. Um, I was really heartbroken. So a lot of my GI problems, I could chalk up to everything, but uh, a real serious illness. Unfortunately for me, and I hope this resonates with people, somebody, um, for good or for bad, I had run the New York City Marathon twice. I was pretty healthy. Like I would go into a doctor's office. You see, as you see me now is how you, I was, you know, eight years ago. So I got dismissed a lot. I was like, oh, you have uh take out dairy, take out wheat. Here's your probiotics, take your digestive enzymes. You, you know, you need to be gluten-free and dairy-free and shmageggy free, like everything, take everything off the table. And it come down. It was like, I remember doing the New York City Marathon for the second time. And I was like pureeing my foods because they were just, it was just getting like, just I wasn't processing food. And um finally, you know, this is the crazy part, Haley, this crazy that always kind of hits me sideways because I had scheduled um, to meet with a gastroenterologist and I couldn't get in for six months. And two days before I'm supposed to go in, the nurse calls and she's like, do you still want this appointment? And it was almost like I was inconveniencing them. And I was in such a bad place, Haley. I was like, yeah, no, I don't need to come in. And I said it like with that, my marriage had just ended in a dumpster fire blaze of glory. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I I had three young kids. And there I am like re- you know, refiguring like, oh my God, I'm about ready to be a single mother of three kids. I didn't, this isn't what I signed up for, but here I am. So I'm in this mood again, not eating. Cause you know, when your marriage ends, you gotta, you know, who you, you don't eat. Lots of stress. Lots of stress. And they're like, do you still want to come in? And that her tone was like, we could really use that slot for someone else. And my tone was like, take it. I don't need it. I don't care. I said, I don't know if I need to come. I don't know. And it was she, this nurse saved my life in this way, because I was like, I don't care. I had like, I could not care. I was like, I don't know. She goes, you know, let's keep that appointment. We'll see you whatever Wednesday it was. And it it went from zero to crazy in a hot minute. Like I got in there. She was like, your father had colon cancer. I was like, yeah. She's like, you need a colonoscopy. Um, I get the colon. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. I went from like, you know, class mom to a cancer patient in, in within days, I had to cancel being a class mom. You know, I, my, you, everybody understands that's listening. This has gone through cancer. Your life is completely upended. Did here's what hits me sideways 
is that that call could have gone very different. And I'm definitely somebody who doesn't go to a doctor when she's feeling bad. I'm like mind over matter. I have a very bad attitude. But it's almost good because you're mind over matter, right? In so many ways. I have a very strong will that I am. So I'm a descendant of Holocaust survivors and I channel that a lot. And I'm like, I'm a beast. I'm a, I'm, you know. I'm hardy. My boyfriend hates when I say that. I'm like, I'm a hardy beast. You know, it's like <laughs> you're five foot nothing. Like be, you call yourself a beast. I'm like, yeah, I'm hardy. <laughs> I love it. But anyway, that's my perception. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, you were going through a lot of stress. And I know I talked to so many women who had a traumatic event happen before they were diagnosed. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that, if that's something you've thought about not that not to blame anything for the cancer diagnosis, but when it happens, we're pretty much out of harmony in our lives, you know, and, and things aren't going. Do you, do you feel that way as well? Everything happened. I, you know, it's such a cliche, but everything happens for a reason. I do feel that you can, if you are, if you have faith uh, and whatever that is, and you can kind of surrender to the belief, I am, I'm going to grow through this. I'm going to grow. I'm going to go through and I'm going to grow through this because in retrospect, it was such a blessing that all of it, like all of it was a blessing. My marriage ending was a blessing because it was over and it wasn't serving us. And I just was not willing to I wasn't willing to deal with it, you know, um, but it, you know, ended And then I got diagnosed with cancer, but so many things as they're like falling apart, they're, they're not, they're actually coming together. Like my better life is now the better expression of who I am, the higher, more evolved, the kinder, more compassionate, humorous, less judgmental version of me exists today only because of what I went through. I would have never been this person I am today had I not been broken down into the fetal position, really assessing my own bullshit, you know? So I have to, I just have such grace and gratitude for everything. I am not bitter. I am a better person. But that's a decision and not everybody decides to be, oh, woe is me. Oh, look what happens to me. Life is school. We're in the school of life. And it's school. You got to learn things. And sometimes you got to learn lessons the hard way. I The universe is funny to me. I'm like, uh, the universe is like, hold my beer. I got to learn. <laughs> right. We get tested so much, right? And you're right. There are people who, uh, I just can't handle this. I, I'm going to give up. I, I don't want to deal with this. And yeah, you had such a different attitude. And like you said, they were entitled to those moments too of like, oh yeah. Why is the world, you know, literally my friends were watching like, oh my God, like what, you know, like what is going on? What's going to happen next? Somebody going to drive over her dog. Like it was just that insane. But we, I just want to say that everyone is entitled to that kicking rocks, feeling sorry for themselves. You go ahead and you crawl up in that fetal position and you feel sorry for yourself, but you cannot stay there. You do not get to stay there. That is a low vibrational energy and it is not going to bring you, it doesn't bring you anywhere. So take your minute, take your moment, wrap yourself in a warm blanket, go grab yourself some Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) Let's pull ourselves together and get back to living, living the good life, you know? Oh, I completely agree. And, you know, I was curious, I mean, you said a lot of things, but how did you change since going through what you went through with the divorce and, and cancer. 
That's a great question, Haley. Great question. Because one of the biggest things that I feel changed about me is I became so much less judgmental. And what I've come to understand is that when you are a highly critical, judgmental person, you aren't hurting anybody else but yourself. You're actually putting blockades in front of your own prosperity, happiness, uh, you know, success. You're those, those are just literally you are inhibiting your own because you're putting things up. But I was extremely judgmental. I fell into social constructs, check these boxes and make sure that you're doing all the right things. I was very like, I think I was very harsh on myself as much as I was other people. And that's when I'm like, the universe was like, here, hold my beer. Because um, I remember this incident where this happened to another couple and whatever happened, but I judged it like, oh my God, if that was me, I would just walk right out the front door. And if that happened to me, I would never. And I can't believe she's even tolerant. Like, Jen, I'm sitting there, this sanctimonious, judgmental. And, you know, I can hear myself because I was running the stadium stairs. That's what we do in Princeton. Um, we run the stadium stairs. I'm running with a group of women and we're gossiping about this woman's shit storm of a life. And I'm completely like, oh, I would never. And oh my God, I can't believe blah, blah, blah. And the universe, of course, if you're there, it's like, really? Let's see what you'll do when we hand you this same scenario. Let's see how you're going to walk out that door. And it's so fascinating to me. Like, that's how I had to grow and look at myself and be like, who do like you? And so it was just recognizing like, oh, my God, that woman was battling so much more than just that it's just like life is so much more complicated and if we can transcend judgment and go in one of two ways which is what now i really really work on again work in progress masterpiece at the same time always working on this is if i can choose compassion or curiosity when i am witnessing something that triggers me or you know strikes me i'll say that and if I could use curiosity being like, huh, I wonder what's going on there or compassion saying they're battling something I know nothing about. And I've never walked a mile in their shoes. I offer them grace and kindness and for the universe to give them guidance and light and love. Like those are decisions. But the old Barbara would have been like, oh, my God, that's I love that. she's such a bitch. Like I'm like, such, I, I, but I, I'm able to like. I'm a better, again, I wouldn't have had these breakthroughs had I not gone, had I not had this, I even said like, if I had cancer, I would never do chemo. And then the here, let's see, Barbara, let's see what you do with that. So yeah, let's give you that time. I'm like, sign, roll up my sleeves, give me my infusions. Cause I got three, I have three kids and it's not about me, you know, drinking uh, cucumber puree at this point. So, <laughs> <laughs> and did you do other things? other things with the chemotherapy to help you? Yeah, of course. I mean, you name it, I did it. I went to do acupuncture and I tried, you know, I went on different diets and what else did I do? I did massages. Um, I never did acupuncture before. Um, I'm just going to say this flat out, nothing worked for me. I, the nausea was mind blowing. Then the neurology, the chemo brain, is not it like that people just don't get it unless they've been the chemo brain sucks. Yes. I couldn't I couldn't read a book because I couldn't stay con I could not um watch a movie. It was too long. I could watch 30 minute HGTV uh segments. And what's interesting, Haley, so I'm dating a man now and um he his wife passed from the cancer that I had and that's how we met. Oh my goodness. Serendipity. Yeah. 
but he would say his late wife, uh, Leslie, would also watch HGTV makeovers. And that's just funny because it's not like something I watch today or I even like know what channel that's on anymore. But during it was like, I think, but what she and I both understood was like, we just needed to see the beginning and the end. Like, and that's it had to be done in 30 minutes or less because <laughs> <laughs> we had no intention, Sam. So I don't know. Nothing worked for me. And I don't mean to discourage you from trying modalities. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take that back, Haley. I walked. I walked like it was a religion. And when I was walking, I wasn't sick. So that movement, the oxygen and the endorphins and the dopamine and the conversation with my friends. So I had friends come over every day and we would go on a walk. And I like there's pictures of me walking in the snow. I would it was my religion because the only that was the only thing that made me feel better. So I'd go from the couch to a three mile loop around Princeton right back to the couch. (laughs) Wow. Well, that is not easy for people to do. So it's so nice to hear because, you know, someone listening could say, I just can't get out of bed. I I can't do it. And you're living proof that you could feel crappy, but you still got out and walked and it helped you feel better. It was the only thing that made me feel better. I knew it. So here was my trick that I now is part of why I launched the More Life Collective community. There's a, there's a trick to doing things when you don't want to do things. Schedule it and schedule it with someone else. So people are like, can we get a food chain or whatever? And I was like, no, my kids don't eat anything. I can't hold down any food. That if you want, you we can do a walking. Everyone can, I want somebody to walk with me every day. So every day, every day, Haley, Every day, somebody was scheduled to come over and we would go for a walk. And it's like, just people would show up 8.30 after school dropout, unless I had my chemo treatments in the day after. So there were two days, those were days that were like, no, Barbara is no bueno. (laughs) But it was, my one friend called me because it was raining and she goes, I'll never forget her name's Melina DeLuca. She goes, oh, I guess it's raining. Um, I guess I'll take a rain check. And I kind of was like, oh, And she goes, are you going to go? I said, there is no bad weather. There's just bad clothing. And she's like, I cannot believe this. She's like, you're the one in chemo and I'm canceling. She's like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Um, So we're out there with our galoshes. You know, that's a funny thing is all, all of us, we have these fancy hunter boots and nobody's really using them in the suburbs, you know, like get your hunter boots out. We're going for a walk. But I will say, Haley, there is bad weather that like it was the umbrellas were flipping inside out. We were laughing. We're having a good time. But there's no like a cancer patient out in this. Store. I was like, all right, maybe I've lost my mind. I love it. It was my therapy. So I do want to encourage more people. There's that's the hack. The, the exercise hack is schedule with somebody else. You ain't going to cancel. I love that. Yes, that is such a good idea. The tumor is only a symptom of cancer, not the cause. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Carlfeld. I'm the owner of the Carlfeld Center in Meridian, Idaho. We specialize in cutting-edge integrative oncology care, addressing the cause and not just the symptom of cancer. There are 11 factors you need to address when diagnosed with cancer. To learn more of what they are, get my free ebook when you visit thecarfulcenter.com. Along with the ebook, I will email you a free webinar series 
where world-renowned specialists will tell you what you need to do to address these 11 factors. You'll hear from experts like Jane McLellan, Dr. Paul Anderson, Dr. Neil McKinney, Dr. William Lee, Dr. Nasha Winters, and Dr. Isaac Elias. Don't miss out on this life-saving information. I also offer a free 15-minute cancer consult where we can go over where you are at in your cancer journey and how the cutting-edge therapies we offer can benefit you. Give the Carful Center call at 208-338-8902 or visit our website at thecarfulcenter.com. You were telling me that you always wanted to be on TV. And when you went through this treatment, you're like, if I survive, I am doing it. So how one, how long did you stay home with your children before you yeah. launched your TV career? And and it, just tell me a little bit about how that happened. So I was a stay-at-home mom for over a decade. You know, I had my hand in philanthropy and like doing things and I always kept myself busy. And literally like, honestly, I am just like, I'm just almost like a caricature of a stay-at-home mom, but I loved it. I had three kids. I was a class mom, did all the things. And I'm really grateful for that. So I think a lot of people are always afraid to take a step out of their career because then they're going to be behind and everything else like that. That's a, that's a narrative limiting belief. That's, that's, if that's your perception, that'll become your reality. But that to me was not something I was going to um, subscribe to. I was like, that's a narrative. And that's what I try to help people rewrite scripts in their head so that there are certain people say, I have a gap in my resume. I'm like, how do you call being a stay-at-home mother a gap in your resume? Let me tell you what that needs to be on these resumes of stay-at-home mother. We are motivational speakers. We are coaches. We are psychotherapists. We are engineers. We can put together high chairs and strollers and pack in plays. And we can also turn on a dime. All of a sudden we have a mad blowout in the back seat while we're driving to, you know, a holiday dinner. You, we're in the back seat, like we got, and we're like, nobody can pivot with more grace and humility and humor than a mom. Okay. So anybody, anybody, I have a gap in my resume, that's a narrative. And that is a false narrative. And that is needs to be rewritten because you are now a Marine. You know how to function on less sleep than, than, than most Marines. You literally can operate on three hours sleeping at a higher capacity than most human beings. You just went to boot camp. We shot you out the other side. Now you can go and you're so good with time now because you're like, I got to go. Like you're a better version of you as taking that time. So I... It, nothing triggers me more. Like, oh, I have a gap in my resume. Really? What did you do? You sat at home and watched Days of Our Lives. What is that what you did? Because <laughs> I know you didn't. I know you had to learn how to make friends and set. Like, you do you have, like, are you feeling me, Haley? Like, oh, I am cheering inside. I'm like, this is so awesome because it is so true. People feel, oh, I don't have the skills. I don't know what to do. How do I go back to work? And similar to you, I stayed home for about eight years and then went back. So I love, love, love what you're saying. And I think more people need to be okay with it. And it's okay, like you, I just decided I was like, I'm, I'm going to go on TV now. I mean, I, I would say I decided I was going to pursue TV. I was decided I was going to learn how to be on TV. Now I just, you can only control three things in the world, right? Your attitude, your effort, 
you know, your attitude and your and your effort and your intention. So what what are your goals? What do you want? So I knew what I wanted. I wanted my intention was to be on TV. My attitude was like do whatever it takes even if you have to run coffee for a 25-year-old producer. Just learn learn whatever it is, right? And you know, and, and have a great have a great attitude and put put in the best effort. Like put in your best. I'm not I think too many people think they need to be the best. And like, what are we talking about? Like, don't just be the best version of you. Just put your best you out there. That's all the universe is requiring. Cancer taught me that. I was, before cancer, I was trying to be like, trying to check all these boxes. I'm like, I hope everybody likes me. And I hope everybody, I hope I'm like mother of the year. And now I'm like, I'm the, I'm like, I'm good. I'm the good enough mother of the year. I just can relate to so much of what you're saying. I feel like, oh my gosh, I've known you for years. It's so crazy. (laughs) But anyways, I know you help people optimize their full potential. So can you just give us some tidbits on how, how you do that? And I know you have the resets and all that stuff, but just some little nuggets. So one of the things I'm super like, I don't know what the word is like obsessed with is helping people move from information to transformation, helping people stop thinking that if you buy something, you're going to get the results, but learning that it's all about doing. And there's so many books on like habits and those are great. I'm obsessed with those books as much. So what I'm helping more people do is getting intentional about taking intentional action to get outcomes. So the strategies that I deploy, first of all, in any of my resets, any of my challenges in, in my community is we've got to get intentional. We've got to know what we want. What does it mean to live the good life and stop stopping yourself? Like, don't do what I did in you know 2006, talk myself out of it. Start getting clear and get intentional. What does it mean? What does your ideal life and lifestyle look like? And stop like what my mother thinks and my dog and la la la. Just start getting clear. I am so in my um in the More Life Collective journaling. So there's I there's like non-negotiables. So getting clear, where are you going? What do you want? Because you know, you're not gonna accidentally learn how to fly a plane. You're not accidentally gonna learn how to captain a ship. You have to get intentional. And if you're not living an intentional life, you're just a you feather in the wind, and you're the only one responsible for that. So in the more life collective, I'm like, okay, first of all, we're gonna take ownership of our own ship right now, get clear on what we want, and then in the collective, I talk, I set non-negotiable. So I help people get to establishing habits. By first focusing on intentional action, right? So if you if you know what you want, all right, what do we need to do to get there? And let's get intentional because habits don't happen overnight. Habits are developed through taking intentional action. So I kind of, I'm a habit stacker of like, all right, let's start with three non-negotiables. So if you're in my collective, we start, you get welcomed and you're like, all right, there's three non-negotiables in this community because we're an action-based community. We're not like, I say, information doesn't lead to transformation action does. So in this community, we start the bedrock of the More Life Collective is three non-negotiables that we commit to, which is water, walking, and writing, or water, working out, and writing. I think walking is the most underappreciated form of exercise on planet earth. And it is actually one of the best for weight loss and weight management. So I'm a big, like you do you, I don't, but that W is at least walk, like, don't be afraid, put it back in there. So as I'm here, I have like my two, my, my water bottle. I look like I'm a McDonald's commercial with this color. But. <laughs> 
And can you tell me quickly just about the writing? Like, is it writing your intentions, what you want, your goals, or what is it? So in the collective, so there's like a 14 day reset, which is really just the, the, the groundwork. Like let's set the groundwork before we can stack more habits of like learning the guitar, new, learning a new language, blah, blah, blah. You got to get, you got to get clear because if this is not right, and this is where I think everybody gets, like they keep buying Pelotons and gym memberships and like, we don't have this straight. You're no matter how much crap you buy, you're not going to get the outcomes. You're going to have a bookshelf full of books and you're still not going to have what you want. So um, in the writing, in the, the 14 days, which is like the first reset I encourage everybody to do, we go through 14 concepts in personal development. Um, and that's what the writing is all about. So we'll I'll talk about forgiveness one day. I'll talk about judgment one day, gratitude, legacy, clear, um, decluttering, and, and, and all these concepts and personal development are all lined up with taking action. So this what is so unique about what we do in the collective is we take concepts in personal development, we align them with taking action by writing them down. And we also include drinking water. Like you're not just learning about forgiveness or judgment, the power, the power it gives you in your life, but you're actually taking action so that you can start incorporating it in your life. And let me just dive a little deeper in that because it's important example one of the days that you're going to you write about in the 14 days is about forgiveness, right? And purging bitterness, anger, resentment, because it's drinking the poison and expecting somebody else to die. So as you're kind of processing, maybe forgiving yourself, forgiving others and coming to terms with like, this is not, this is low vibrational energy. You're also coupling that with drinking water and it's about flushing toxic thoughts, toxic narratives, toxic beliefs. So as you're drinking water, you're not just flushing toxins out of your body. You're flushing toxic crap in your brain so we can move in new thought patterns, new ideas, new concepts that are going to help elevate you and optimize your life. But you can't move in a new couch until you get the old dead man couch out. Like We got to like purge a few narratives like the stay-at-home mom as a gap in her resume. Like we got to get, no, 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 no. We're going to move that little guy along. Okay. We're going to flush that out. We're going to flood it out. We're going to move in some new things. So the writing is, of course, in the, we have the 14 days, which is in there, but I also have journal prompts that are in the library and the collective to help people. And I'll probably do another like 28 day journaling reset, but we'll talk about that. But the writing is always about gratitude and goal setting, and it integrates with just all concepts and personal development and leaving a legacy for the people that are going to read it. Oh, I love that. And, you know, it struck me what you said about toxicity, because it's so true. It's the relationships that we're in or or what we hold on to, that negativity, the unforgiveness. The bitterness. Bitterness, exactly. It stays in ourselves. I mean, it's hard to be healthy when you're carrying all that. Yeah. And offering forgiveness is such a powerful, it starts with you. And when you start forgiving yourself, you make mistakes. You're not perfect. This is not a perfect life. We're just, we're trying new things out here. It's just so powerful. And you start deploying it and you start feeling it. I sent a, an apology letter. So again, I'm a work in progress and a hot mess express and all the things, but I'm also 
a, you know, a masterpiece, you know, like I'm like, good, I'm a good person, but I'm still flawed. I just sent an apology letter a month ago to somebody that I felt that I was just, I was not kind to, and I was not kind. And I, uh, with all my heart, I sent the like most sincere of like, I was not in a good place, but there's no um, reason for the, I just apologized. Um, and it is so liberating. And I think it, brought our relationship so much closer now today as we're working together again. But I was the asshole. But you took responsibility, right? Like, and so few people like, um, you know, it's all about them. I'm like, no, it was me. I was the problem. It's so powerful. You're like, yeah, I sucked. I really sucked right then. And you do that and you move on. And then, you know, okay, we're all doing our best. And maybe it gives them permission to maybe put it in their life, you know, like all this stuff just reverberates throughout the universe in my experience. Ah, uh, so true. So true. So I just want you to go back quickly because I know people are so interested on how you got on the Today Show. And I know you've been on other things too, but yeah, it's just so, it's so amazing and interesting. It re- I fell, I literally fell out of the sky and went right on the Today Show. <laughs> I mean, I did my very first booking. There's the serendipity and the crazy thing about the law of attraction and manifestation, all that I did. I saw myself on the today show. My very first booking was the today show. Can, can anybody like grasp that? Like, oh my God, I like literally willed that into my life. Um, so I hired a media trainer and she happened to be the former executive producer of the third hour of the Today Show. And I found her through Instagram. But I do think it's like you start putting this energy out into the world and into the universe and it kind of answers you in spades. And she was like good friends with Jill Martin. And like she got, she launched Jill Martin's career. I mean, there I am with the woman. And then I ended up having lunch with Jill Martin. My head almost fell off. I was like, oh my God. I like, <laughs> I never even told her the story that I was like, yeah, I kind of wanted to be you. And it turns out I'm like older than her. <laughs> I never knew how old she was. It's so hard to tell how old it's people so hard are. to tell. But I was like, I looked up to her. And then I was like, oh, it's interesting. I'm like, you're, you're, you're actually younger than me. Um, but anyway, she's a genius and she's fabulous and um, has given me like great confidence that if she can do it, I can do it too. Mm. It just, as a woman, it just makes me so proud. You know, you just went for it. You went for what you wanted and you took action. And I hope people listening just get so motivated and take action too. I love that you said that too, is like, it's the taking action. It's taking the next first right step. Like it's the taking action. It's not, you can't just dream and imagine you have to put it into, into motion. And that honestly is why I've launched all of these courses and and like, and they're, they're not like, they're the easiest, most satisfying, rewarding courses you can really take because they're, they're just fundamental, they're, they're groundwork that can cascade into all areas of your life. And I'm living proof of it. And I do it over and over and over again. Um, so I'm grateful for the journey. I wouldn't have had access had I not been through what I went through. Right. And, and when you're so open, just like you said, the universe helps you when you try, when you, you know, maybe you're going to make a mistake, but you're trying. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the same thing. So I'm just, oh, I'm so pumped up. I want to do one of your resets. <laughs> so just before we get into random round, just any last advice you want to leave with the audience? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, Henry Ford, you're right. And if you can just do a little checkup from the neck up, 
it, it can change the trajectory of your life because the conversation you have with yourself is the most important conversation that you have each and every single day. And I'm living proof of that. I mean, we have to understand, I knew in 2006, I wanted to be on the Today Show, but the conversation was so toxic in my own head. Nobody, nobody told me no, but me. My perception is that the world would have shut me down. I'd rather take a no than an I don't know. And that's how I live today. I'd rather be told a no than assume a no, right? The answer is always no, unless you ask. As soon as I changed that narrative in my head and got through cancer, which was 2016, so a decade later, I'm like, all right, I'd rather just put it all out there, focus on three things, my attitude, my effort, you know, and my intention and see where it all lands. So I think that's one of my most, I can't impart that message enough. Um, You're either a victim or a victor. How are you telling your story? How do you perceive your reality, your future reality? Because this is all in your jurisdiction. Find out what's in your jurisdiction you control. And I'm telling you, you change your mind, you can change the trajectory of your life. Uh, Yes. So perfect. Great way to end. Now, are you ready for random round? I think so. Yes. Okay. Fill in the blank. Freedom to you is. Um, freedom to me is being able to take care of myself and my family the way that I, I want to having unlimited, you know, unlimited choices to take care of their health and their, their wealth in any way that, that, that means. And that is to me, that is freedom, not being, being able to make decisions and choices. The last show you binged and loved. Okay, is Breaking Bad. And honestly, Dyfus should have been called because I was ignoring my children for like, I don't know, seven days. I was at, I told my son, Gabe, who's now 19, because he's like, mom, he goes, have you seen Breaking Bad? I go, Gabe, uh, children's services should have been called. I ignored you for a week. I don't even know if you were fed. (laughs) I mean, I'm kidding. But I mean, we laughed. I said, Gabe was the greatest show of all times. Uh, Really, really loved that, though. Uh, that's great. I have never seen it because I know it's so intense and I just never like make time to watch it because I know I you know why I loved it. The characters were so good that I had to Google all the actors because I decided that's who they were. But they all had the yin and the yang. They all had good parts and they all had problem areas. And it was so real. Like there was no super bad guy or super good guy. There was just this beautiful integration of humanity of like, we're all good in so many ways, but we all have our flaws and our Achilles heels. And we're just, nobody is perfect. Every single character had those elements. So I, Haley, I think you'll just enjoy the character development in that show. Okay. I'm watching it. (laughs) When you're feeling afraid, what do you do? You know, I go for a walk. And that's, again, when my son was sick, when I was sick, and whenever I, like, have this primal need to move my body and get out and get fresh air. And it is, it's it's an instinct for me that I'm trying to create a movement behind. Stop grabbing the alcohol. Don't grab the brownies maybe later, but first see if you can go for a walk and get some oxygen flowing through those, those veins of yours and oxygenate your brain. So when I'm feeling scared, I will walk out my front door, grab the dog and go for a walk. Love it. If you could have a one hour discussion with someone past or present, 
who would it be and why? Eunice Shriver is my hero. She is the founder of the Special Olympics. Uh, she's also um, Maria Shriver's mom. She's a, you know, she's a mom to five, four boys and a girl. And she she like she was a mom to five and launched the Special Olympics in a time. It actually makes me very emotional thinking about what she did because it was a time where children and adults with neurological uh, disabilities were shunned. Families had very few resources. And there this woman is like they deserve as many opportunities as anyone else. And she launched the Special Olympics. It's, if you ever go to the Special Olympics, I, you're a changed person. Um, it is it is really just a gift to those who watch. And there's something so, I don't know, there's, it just, so there's like something in the human experience. You get more out of it than anyone else. It's, I, I can't, I'm lacking in the words to articulate that, but I would sit down with her for an hour just to understand what gave her that drive when everyone like it. Ugh. I mean, they have special Olympic skiing and like, you just can't. I mean, my brother uh, was a, is a special Olympic was, was a participant. He was so great. Yes. Yes. And uh, he like, it's so I have like the best pictures of him winning like second place in the walk event. Oh, like a Eunice Shriver, how she's not, held as a deity in our society every damn day. I don't know, but in my mind, mm, that's just beautiful. What is your favorite go-to snack? Popcorn these days, but it does, it bounces around. I'm like, and I go through these popcorn moods and then cookies are my thing. And in my book, Haley, nothing's off limits. Um, I don't do that ever. I don't, uh, if I want it, uh, it's all in moderation. I eat really healthy. I keep a balance diet, but no, we're, and we're, I'm down at the shore right now. And uh, my boyfriend and I, we want to go for a bike ride. And I'm like, all right, let's go for a bike ride and bike to ice cream. Like, I think that a balanced life, and I don't want my kids seeing me deprive myself because I do like staying a smaller size, but I go up and down 10 pounds, just like everybody else. Or I don't know, like everyone else, just, I don't know, but I'm not, you know, I'm not beholden to a scale. I haven't weighed myself. I don't know, since I had be, I don't know. I just don't have a scale. I haven't either. I don't even have a scale. I don't, it, I had such a bad relationship with it, but it definitely is a clothes thing, like clothing. But yeah, me, I, I'm in the mood for ice cream right now. And there's these peanut butter crunchies I'm thinking of right now. So after this call, we're going to go for a bite. <laughs> <laughs> what is one simple thing that brings you joy? My kids. I have three. I just, I just win. I just won. I have three great kids. They make me so happy. I really enjoy them. And my friend just gave me a really great compliment this week. And it was, she, she, I, we were talking about like favorite children and stuff like that. I said, Oh my God. I said, I could never pick a favorite child. Like who does that? And she looked at me, she goes, it's because you have three, you have three good kids. Nobody is difficult. And she's so, I was like, Oh, I'm like, I, I like, I know it, but I'm like, Oh, she even recognized. And I'm like, they bring, they're just, I just don't know what I did right in this lifetime or many last ones, but oh. at three, they bring me great joy. That's it. What is on your nightstand? Uh, so right now I'm reading um, Gabby Bernstein's book again. Hold on. It's right behind me. Spirit Junkie. I read it years ago. Um, she, so the 
reason I know that these challenges are life-saving because they saved me. Her, she did a 28-day journaling challenge. We were in the middle, was, I was in the middle of COVID, getting a divorce, you know, 50-50 custody with, with my kids. And I was floundering. I was lost in the sauce. You know, you go to therapy once every two weeks, it's for an hour. And as soon as it's like, you're like, that's it. Like I'm done. That's my therapy. And I was really, I knew I was floating in the ether and I was not, I was not, I was struggling. I was, my thoughts were so negative and fear-based and I had attorneys beating me up. I was in a really bad place. And I did a 28 day journaling challenge and it helped me so much. I was like, this is every day. I couldn't wait to like get my journal out and hear what she would make me journal and whatever. And that was what led me to leading my own challenges of like, I do it for divorcees. It's, you know, she does manifesting and she follows the book of miracles and I love it. But I definitely, she inspired me because it helped me so much. So that's on my nightstand, along with my trusty journal, of course, um, because now I'm like a journaling fiend. It helps me ground myself. And sometimes it cracks me up because sometimes I'm like writing stuff. I'm like, if anybody read this, they institutionalize me. (laughs) (laughs) I love to write too. What is your favorite form of exercise? I think you said it already. No, 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 no. So my favorite form, well, yes, of course, walking is definitely one of them. But I will say this. I go through phases and seasons where I'm like a runner, then I'm a biker, then I'm a swimmer, then I'm a yoga lunatic. And I just go through phases. And then sometimes I am kind of lazy. I don't think I ever not move my body, but I do go through seasons of more hibernation (laughs) and it's okay. It's just a season, you know? So I definitely am. I'm like, oh, let me try this. Let me try that. But in my, my quieter seasons, my Peloton, I don't know. I do it all because I I listen, I I'm like every woman out there over the age of 35. It's a battle, you know, to keep you in the same size clothing. That's the goal. I just don't want to buy new clothes. That's all I want in my life. I do not want a big fat wardrobe from size two to 22. I just want my sizes. and I don't want to bust out of them. And that's (laughs) (laughs) what is one thing you're really grateful for in your life right now? Woo. So I'm really grateful for where I am today. I would say my kids, but they already got a piece of this interview. I have a really great boyfriend. Um, I have a, I have great investments that are, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I'm living my best life right now. I have a shore house that I bought in the middle of like the crazy time. So I'm just, I'm just grateful for it all. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good space right now and I'm grateful to be here and grateful to know that, you know, this too shall pass, you know, nothing is, <laughs> I'm just in a good place. I can so see that. And just last, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and your resets and all the great stuff you're doing? Yeah. So um, you can find me at themorelifecollective.com uh, or Barbara Majeski on Instagram, Facebook, barbaramajeski.com. Google me, have fun, do a deep dive. (laughs) Perfect. Well, Barbara, thank you so much. This was just such a great conversation. I know people are going to just feel pumped up after they listen to it. I can't thank you enough. Oh, well, thank you. This was great. Thanks, Haley. 
That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Doing so will really help this podcast get noticed and will help us to inspire more people. And remember, the sky is the limit when you take your power back when it comes to your health.